Scott Wolf, uh, circa 1994's Double Dragon. I must train to defeat stuff. Mm. Ah. No, 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 you're not. No, 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 I'm not. Um, okay, so I am Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's good. Call me Guile. What? No, what? Uh, you know, from the 1994 Street Fighter movie. Okay, well, if you guys haven't guessed it by now and by the uh, terrible movie references, today's episode is about video games to movies. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's okay, talk intro. about it. Welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom, where we are two 30 to 40-something-year-olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle, and you guys might know us from the uh, from the online streaming Twitches as KSIG. That's me. And then, oh, am I going to do it right this time? I am. And Diver over there. There we go. It's a me. It's a him. Diver. Diver yeah, UNT0101 from the Twitches. And, or uh, as Andrew Shaman was calling me last night, Guyver Unt. Guyver Unt. Guyver Unt. It's not mm -hmm. Guyver Unt. That's how I say it in my head. <laughs> well, Guyver Unt. Only for you, Guyver Unt. Uh, so. Oh, this is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I was supposed to talk? Okay. Yeah. yeah so uh, today's episode is about video games to movies. And this is going to be our typical, like, high level overview where we'll go into depth to some of the movies, some of the ones that we know. Uh, there's some that I've seen that Chris hasn't seen, some Chris has seen that I haven't seen, more that Chris has seen that I haven't seen. Um, but this is kind of like our little starter primer, like what we did with the uh, role-playing and the uh, cosplay and prop making. It's kind of a um, little primer, little right. intro uh, to kind of get you guys started. So I know we said our next episode was going to be the spell jammer, just to address that. Um, but we had some scheduling issues. So we decided to pull from our big bag of tricks that we have. Mm -hmm. And we're doing old, this one, which I'm excited about. This, this one's going to be a fun one. Our big old sack of tricks. Big old our trick sack. Big old old man sack. Mm -hmm. Old uh, saggy trick sack. And just so you guys know, we're going to, we're just going to go ahead and mention this. What we consider to be the good movies, um, you may not consider to be good movies. Um, just because we may or may not think a movie's good, we aren't telling you that your opinion's wrong. No, we are. We're, we're just telling you our opinion's right. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're just uh, want to share with you the wealth and uh, make sure that that you go through um, through some of the pain that we did. Yes, some of these movies. There is some pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, at There's... the time, they were awesome. 
Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of those when you first watched them, like this is great. A lot of those when we first watched them, we were like twelve. Mm-hmm. So it's true, and now it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking hey, of, well, <laughs> speaking of painful, don't we have a new sponsor? Yeah, we do. Uh, Horny Hair is branching out again. Um, he's um, really expanding his ways, and uh, he's got a new venture out that uh, he is. Uh, willing to sponsor the show with a little bit, so since over a uh, new little soundbite, new little commercial, so we'll uh, we'll have a listen to that right now. We'll be right back with you guys. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, you! I have a problem. We all know I love problems, so I can use my new products on them. Is your shaft dry? You have an unsightly shaft from it being so dry. Does the friction of shooting cause pain? Of a dry shaft. Well, that happened to me most of my adult life. Well. It actually started in my teenage years. That's why I created Horny Harry Slug Lube. What we do here at Horny Harry's is I get your different types of slugs, garden slugs, sea slugs, leper slugs, etc. We start rubbing them vigorously until they spray their slug coating out. We then collect it in a bottle and pair it with our finest of berries, flowers, and beard shavings. After about a 20-minute rest, we're ready to go again. All this, this is... This all-purpose lube is great. EGTN does not endorse the shaking of slugs more than three times in one go. Please wear protection for handling HH slug. Wow. So, slug lube? Yeah. Apparently. Ooh. Apparently, he's really branching out. I, he is. He's. What? What do you think you can use this slug? So, is it just for the? The question is, what can't you use it for? Yeah. I mean, that's even better. I think that's really where the. The rub you is. think he? You think but he no. has a winner with this? Like there'll be some other no. people who might sponsor no. us later that might uh, want to well, buy maybe. this. Maybe, maybe. Um, it's going to take some brave uh, entrepreneurial individuals to really, really jump off with this one. Ah, I don't know who he's going to find. Maybe he will though. Oh, we'll, see. we'll see. Somebody we'll see will in take future the, episode. Somebody will take the bait. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So, let's talk about video games to movies. Yeah. Um, what's the draw? What do you think the draw is? Money. Pure and simple. <laughs> Pure and simple money. There. Okay. Well, I say that kind of facetiously. There's, there's some movies from this list. It's a long. It's a longer list than I thought. There's some things on here that I didn't even think about. There's some movies that I've missed, and we'll go through a long list of those. And, um, but there's definitely some cash grabs on mm-hmm. this list. Um, I think it's almost like the reverse of, you know, making a movie to sell merchandise. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the reverse play on that. Like, oh, we got all this, this we got this really cool IP right now that people are playing and enjoying. Let's make a movie off of it because if they spent, you know, $200 million buying this game, surely we can make that back on uh, a movie as well. And so there's some cash grabs. There's some that I think were well-intended. Mm-hmm. I think there's some that they completely missed the source material. Yep. Um, but that's uh, that's part of the our little nerdy history of the things that we like and how things tie. We like movies, and we like video games. So naturally, they should work. You would think. You would think. But um, I think for the longest time, the movie industry there was such a disconnect between the movie industry and the video game industry that mm-hmm. the people making the calls on the movie side 
didn't totally understand their audience. They just saw a market. Exactly. But it was a market that, that that they didn't understand really well, so they didn't put their best resources into it. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think when you see the reverse of a video game coming from a movie, there's a lot better results sometimes. Well, I don't know. Now that I think about it, there's there's some games that came from movies that are really well done. Some of the Jurassic Park games and things like that are fun. may not mm-hmm. be true to the source material, but... Offshoots, but not... I think what you're trying to... Correct me if I'm wrong. What you're trying to get at is that the ones that are like the offshoots are fine. Like you're saying Jurassic Park, for example. Yeah. The Jurassic Park Evolution. That's a that's a fun game. Hmm. Um, You get to breed dinos and like all sorts of stuff, but it's not... Two other dinos. Two, two other dinos, not yes. to each other. That's that's a whole nother... Yeah, you're not personally breeding topic. them. Um, I'm making a Chrysosaurus. We're not making a Chrysosaurus. That would be amazing. A Brontosaurus with my face on it. Uh, um, I was thinking something more like little tiny arms. A T-Rex. Just going... <laughs> <laughs> it's like what what happened to the chrysosaurus he got pushed down he's uh, been down there for about a week his glasses fell down and he couldn't fix them i can't see there was time there was time i can't reach my glasses <laughs> can you put them up for me <laughs> hey fellas i'm back oh um <laughs> but like i think what kyle <laughs> getting back to our point i think mm-hmm. what kyle's tra- getting at is like the ones that should be true source material and then they try to adapt it into a movie. Yeah. Like we're going to get into this one, but like Mario brothers comes to mind. That's the first one we're going to get brothers. into. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get into that in a minute, but it's, there are good movies who have done it. And I think those have only really come along in the past couple of years. Yeah. Me. There's some of these, and it's really similar to um, what's a good example here. Who were we talking? We were talking with someone like that they wanted to read Ready Player One. We're like, watch the movie first. Be Rob. So be Rob. And because the movie in its own right is good, the book in its own right is great. But if you read the book and then you watch the movie, you're let down because you had this, this expectation over here. And I think that's kind of the same way with a lot of these movies. If you just watch the movie, like there's a, and you knew nothing about the source material, you could probably enjoy it just fine. Um, there's a lot of little nuances and throwbacks and Easter eggs and stuff that you wouldn't get. Um, a lot of fan service type stuff in there, uh, mm-hmm. different type of fan service than the other fan service that we may talk about sometime. But, um, <laughs> and, I knew I'd get you with that one. I was trying to keep a straight face. I was tr- I was trying everything I could to think of something else. But it's in your but, brain now. Yeah, now it's ingrained. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, the uh there a lot of these Could you imagine a live action future? Anyway, so that'd be frightening. It'd be terrible. I don't, I don't think you could do it. It'd be like a live action Simpsons. But yeah, there's a lot of these movies that I think they're okay in their own right. If you watch them and, and you know, you don't, you just can't take a lot of them too seriously because like I said, there, there wasn't the, they didn't get the attention. I think they deserve. And some of these had killer, killer casts. Like, I mean, probably the, you know, we can, we'll talk about it too. We'll talk about street fighter. Street fighter had a great cast. Mm -hmm. 
it was an okay movie. It was great when I was. When did that come out? Street Fighter, ninety three or ninety ninety four. So I was like eleven. I just turned eleven. It was a great movie for an eleven year old. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, it now, the video game we were playing. Yeah, and looking back on it now, who was in is like, man, that could have been such a better movie. But they held their own right. So we'll go through those. Yep. So go into the history a little bit for us, Chris. So the history. Um, so starting in the early 1990s is where we're going to... This is going to be our starting point because there were video game movies before then, but a lot of them came out of, like, Japan, and a lot was anime-based. Yeah. What we are referencing in this episode is the live-action bastardization from the Americas. Mm-hmm. We screw everything up. We have fucked everything. Well, it takes us a while. No, okay. It takes us a little while to get it right. Sometimes a couple decades, but you know, almost twenty-five years. But yeah, ish. yeah, ish. Um, almost twenty years. Uh, so we were looking at that. Um, the earliest live-action video game movies they were like Kyle was saying earlier, just blatant cash affairs. Um, yeah, they were just meant to pull in monies. Not Bitcoin at this point, but just monies. Actual cold, um, hard, real money. Real money back when it was still used. <laughs> not um, your fake internet money. Not your internet monies. Mm-hmm. Quit paying me in that form, mom. <laughs> um, it, it's it was from a medium that Hollywood had no stake, and they didn't under they barely understood it. And what we mean with no stake is, um, it's not like a ribeye. It's not like mm-hmm. sirloin. Um, it's not juicy. Not we juicy. Like, we like them juicy. A lot of companies now will have stakes in these video game companies. Yeah. Um, Sony. Sony, yeah. I mean, Sony, that's a prime example. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Brothers, they, they publish games now. Warner uh, Brothers, there's... Everyone has their hands in something. Yeah. Whether it's a subsidiary or Lucas Arts, and mm-hmm. you know, and there's oh, well, that's the other way around. But then that I think the Lucas Arts games that's a good example of video games for movies done right on the average. I there's some oh, there's 100%. some there, eh, but there's some great ones in there too. So that's the other side of the mostly, coin. Mostly Lucas Arts does it right. Well, that'll be in its own episode. Itself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I agree. Um, but the games to movies. So games to movies. So, so a lot of you are going to argue that the first video, not a lot of you, um, those who will remember, are going to say that the first video game movie to movie adaption or video game to movie adaption was Tron. That is not correct. Tron came out in 1982, <laughs> the movie. You're wrong. Uh, People that said that. It was, yeah, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it came out in July 9th, 1982. The video game of Tron came out in August of 92, so mm-hmm. a month later. So, the game, um, the video game, I remember my orthodontist used to have the old Tron video game in there. I used to play it nonstop. I mean, it was dated, but it was fun because it's the only video game to play in there. Besides you had a dentist with a freaking oh, an Atari? Uh, no, it was it wasn't. It Calico? was the cabinet. No. Oh, it was the okay. Cabinet. It was the arcade game. Your orthodontist had an arcade cabinet in his yeah, waiting room. Yeah, a couple of them. Uh, the little side room, but yeah. What? Well, 
Yeah, when you pay five thousand dollars, I hope there's something in there. That's pretty cool. My parents did. Yeah, it was. We just had like the weird wooden blocks that you'd have to stack that every freaking kid for the last seven years sneezed on. Until then, I went back. (laughs) They still do. Yeah. And little Kyle was licking the blocks, Mm -hmm. Um, chewing on the triangle. Block licker. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He, I mean, it evened out because then you know I'd go back there and just get put through pain. So, oh, and I'm not recording on my end, by the way, because I just remembered I didn't hook the roadcaster back up. It's fine. We got it. I am. Good. Uh, just remind me, and I'll redo that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so the, the Tron movie was not the first. Some of you will argue that, but you're wrong. Yeah. Um, we're backing it up with facts. Facts. Cold, hard facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the very first video game to movie that I can think of, unless Kyle can correct me, is the um, theatrical release of Super Mario Brothers. It was released May 23rd of 1993. I think you're right. You think That's, okay. that's the first one. That I've racked my brain on this, trying to think if there's anything offshoot. You know, and there may have been some, like, straight-to-video stuff in the late 80s, or but oh. theatrical release that that really sent it home would have been Mario Brothers. And I kind of remember, you know, I was like 10, 9, 10, when this uh, was announced. Mm-hmm. And I remember wanting to watch it. I didn't go to the theaters and watch it. I don't think I watched it until a year or so later at home. <laughs> and like, even then, like, you know, I'm like 9, 10 years old, 11 years old, whatever, watching this movie, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I I was watching it. I watched it in the theater. I remember watching it in the theater. And because I was so excited. I was the first kid on my block to get a Nintendo. Yeah. I played the shit out of Mario. I loved Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Brothers. You know, anything with Mario. Because, you know, video games were kind of in its infancy. Yeah. Um, way back when, when Nintendo first came out. At least. Well, and be- being able to play at home. Right. Was. That was a big, big thing. Yeah. Um, then going to see it in the theater, I was so excited. And then I looked and go, what? What What the hell is this? Um, it's like the Goomba, the giant thing with the little head. With, yeah, with the little head. And then yeah. it's like, wait, where's, wait, where's Toad? Where's Toad the princess? Was- Toad Why was weird they... in this, and oh, I'm pulling up the IMDb on this, see who played what, because I remember there were a couple of bigger names in this. Mr. Bob Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mario. Bob Hoskins. Rest in peace. Eddie Valentine. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Hoskins. Um, I, I seem to recall reading an interview saying that he regretted, this is the one movie he regretted doing. I don't blame him. Um at all I have to see if i can find that and link to it but i seem to recall an interview with him saying that he regretted this movie oh oh as i'm looking oh. up here there's is this right so i'm looking up super mario brothers on on the imdb okay almost 30 years later is this confirmed super mario brothers the movie 2022 illumination entertainment priority development uh, last updated 2018, so this may not okay. actually be happening. 
So I'll I'll tell you what else. Son of a bitch. Completely ruined the movie for me. Okay. Was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That came out in 1989 with Captain Lou Albano. 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 Um, is Mario. Yep. We and... actually watched some of that the other day. Oh, I love that show. It was on WGN, um, if I remember really? right. Whenever I watched it. Uh, that's what it showed on. I remember watching it at my grandma's house. And I liked it. Okay, the live action, not so much. It was weird. It was quirky. It was like Bozo the Clown-esque live but action. Still, like, they were still the plumbers. They were the right costumes. They were accurate. The cartoon shorts were very accurate, mm-hmm. like what you would expect a, a screen ad- adaptation of the game that you like. You had the right. Zelda shorts that were in there, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. excuse me, princess. Yeah, they were good. That was good. That's how the movie should have been. Yeah. Cause, oh, that's right, because Danny Wells was Luigi, too. Yeah, I just remember he reminded me of my, my Uncle Daryl. Looked a Your lot uncle, like him. Yeah. Like Luigi? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So back in the movie, we had Dennis Hopper as Bowser. He probably regretted that role, too. Yep. Yep. John Leguizamo was Luigi. He... Oh, that's right. Like, they had a good cast. They had a pretty decent cast. This is pre-House of Buggin', too, I think. But it was just... Samantha Mathis was Daisy. Oh, Fisher Stevens was in there. If you remember Fisher Stevens. Um, Yeah, they had a good cast. They just ruined it. It Because, like, there's no magic mushrooms, no fireballs. Like I said, the TV show had me all excited for it. Mm -hmm. And then I saw it, and it's like... I mean... At the time, it was cool. Because you get to see your video game people, you know, come to life. This is the first time I'd ever seen that. But then it's yeah. like... Oh, well, wasn't there like a Yoshi-type thing in there? It wasn't like a little dinosaur or Yoshi? I seem to recall that. I can't remember, though. Like, And I have, honestly, no desire to go back and rewatch it. I may have to just to do it. There might have been. I'm flipping through here. I'm I'm like looking at stills from the the movie. I remember some things, but I remember very few things from it. Like I said, I have no desire to go see it again. So the movie was about two Brooklyn plumbers, Mario and Luigi, must travel to another dimension to rescue a princess from the evil dictator King Koopa and stop him from taking over the world. Mm-hmm. They had the plot right. Yeah, the pop sound plot sounds right. Just Where's the warp pipes? Mm-hmm. Where's the little dude riding on the cloud throwing little spiked roly polies at me? Uh, wasn't it? What was his name? Was it? It wasn't Loki. It was something like Loki, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I oh, will find it here in a sec. Lakidu. Um, Lakidu. What's, what's funny is in the past week, the popularity of the movie. I think it's free on Amazon right now. Has gone up nine percent. Huh. That sucks to be those people. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 
they could have done our, done it better. Like, if you all love the movie still, let us know in the Discord. We're not going to judge you. I mean, you're wrong, but we're not going to judge this, you. This could be one of those campy favors. This is one that needs to get riffed if it hasn't oh. been. Actually, I think it has. I think it's it's been riffed on riff tracks. Okay. I would like to see you get the full Mystery Science Theater treatment, but would too. Original, if the original cast riffed it, that's good enough for me. I'll go find that. Me too. So it's, I don't know, the whole movie was just kind of, it hasn't aged well either. It just exists now. It's there. So I think uh, we need to give it a rating system. We need our own EGTN rating system. Hmm. We'll think be... about that. Like, is it, is it a nerk up or nerk down? Nerk down. I give it two nerks down. I give it. Actually, I give it two nerks down. <laughs> actually, you got to really come from your neck beard area if you're going to throw the actually. Actually. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so. Really get down in there on that one. Yeah, that's hard for me. I got a little girly voice. Um, <laughs> okay. So we'll move past that. I mean, there's there's not a lot more to be said about it. Just, we didn't enjoy it. No. We really didn't. Um, the next one on our list is from, hold on, let me get here. 1994, November 4th, 1994. That is Double Dragon. Okay, so looking back, I did watch this. I don't I remember a damn thing. I watched it. No, it... So, the the tagline, power, justice, darkness, light, two halves of an ancient people are the only hope, double dragon, whatever. It, it's not the Billy and Jimmy Lee that we know either. No. Um, so, this totally rode on the popularity of the time at, of Scott Wolf. Okay. He was one of the main stars. Um, and what did I say? This was 94? I think if so. If you go look at the 90... I'm looking at, there's a Platinum Cult Edition Blu-ray? What? Uh, no. The Cult Movie Collection, Double Dragon. Scott Wolf at the time wasn't on... This wasn't Party of Five at the time. Oh, Alyssa Milano was in it. Yep, yep, she was in it. I'm so, going to go back and watch this. It is a very young Alyssa Milano. So Scott Wolf was in it, and also Mark DaCosta. DaCosta. Mm -hmm. DeCasios. Very early 90s, 21 Jump Street looking fellas. Well, if, if you don't know who he is, he was in John Wick 3. Is the guy who tried to kill him, the bald guy, the leader of like the ninja clan. Mm -hmm. He tried to kill John Wick. I am always going to remember Mark as the chairman on Iron Chef America, the son <laughs> of the chairman. That's Wait. how I'm always going to remember him. That's not him, but that looks like him. It is him. Are you 100%. sure? Is that really him? Yes. Holy crap, it is. It oh, is. he shaved his head. Mm -hmm. He's a great actor. And he's he from is. Hawaii. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, he was he was zero in John Wick three. Okay. 
He's in a new movie. But I'm coming always, out. always, always going to remember him as the son of the chairman in Iron Chef America. Wait, he's not even Japanese? Is he? Uh, I've been bamboozled. I mean, I mean, he's from Hawaii. He might be Japanese. He's from Hawaii. He doesn't mean shit. Uh, he was the chair. He was the chairman. Mm-hmm. He's a mix oh, of yeah, Japanese, Filipino, Spanish, Irish, and Chinese. The darkly exotic, multilingual, multi-skilled Costco's. Darkly exotic. Hmm. So totally the opposite of how I'm described. I've <laughs> never been described as darkly exotic. You haven't been described as any of those. Huh. He is the chairman. I'll be damned. Yeah, he is the chairman. There's You're your welcome. fun EGTN fact of the day. We'll have more later. There you go. Yeah, uh, Alyssa Milano was in it. Um, the movie was just, I remember even at the time, like I'm one who who loves all movies. I can find a redeeming quality in any movie. Just because I think, back in college, I was the chairman of the Northeastern Activities Board's um, movie section. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the most pure form of entertainment is a movie. You can get two people just hate each other you could sit them side by side and they would technically go through the same roller coaster of emotions if it's a good movie um not double dragon for, not double dragon for like that two hour period you know yeah i think it's a pure form of entertainment i love movies i can't say three good things about this movie it's a memorable for me. I remember that I watched it because one, going Same. through the stills, I remember the, the outfits that they wore, and that was like, eh, okay, I guess. And their medals gave them little, mm -hmm. gave them their powers. And like Vanna White was in it. I remember that. She, she played was. herself. Yeah. Listen, look at the cast. We got Robert Patrick, Mark Costco's Chris, Christina Wagner. Hmm. Maybe that's Robert Wagner's wife or something. Yeah, I'm not. There's Cordy Milano, no, or, Vanna White as Vanna White, or Goulet. John Astor was smart ass Mohawk. Whatever that is, I don't know. But yeah, so two nurks down. Two nurks down. What did the five fingers say to this movie? Slap. No, no, but we do get to go on to one of my favorite. <laughs> you can introduce this one. One of my favorite video game based movies. Let me pull it up on IMDb here real quick so we can have all the stuff I need for it. 1994's ultimate classic. Oh, I think they got snubbed at the Academy Awards. This should have won Best <laughs> Picture. I really believe this should have won Best Picture at least. Best actor, best supporting actor. We had Street Fighter from 1994. Probably, arguably, the best known video game movie of the 90s in competition with the one that we have coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just like the video games. Just like, ooh. Oh, oh well, we gave it away now. Now you guys know. No, but, if, they don't, if they don't know video games, they don't know. They don't know but they know this our audience knows this 
just don't. <laughs> Guys, we got new toys. We're still playing with the voice changers. We are. And we, and we love them. So 94 Street Fighter, Colonel Guile and various other martial arts heroes fight against the tyranny of dictator M. Bison and his cohorts. So that's the plot. That's the plot. It, <laughs> that's it. It it did not follow the video games at all. Mm, no. And I, I remember think I was for this one's okay. This one was okay. I remember. I'll this argue, one has become a classic, I think. Yeah. And I'll argue, okay, so we have some like, oh, it didn't follow the uh the story at all which i don't remember okay so like mortal kombat had an underlying story to it the tournament the tournament street fighter sort of not really no so i think this a, is okay it had a loose leaf it has a loose but let's talk about the cast on this one Colonel okay Dial, so is jean claude van damme Jean-Claude van damme he's good van damme he can do those splits so, so and he did them he did him. It just it was a little weird seeing a Frenchman as the American like they were, blonde haired white guy. They were the UN uh whatever the version of the UN was in this, right? Right. But Giles the American Marine. Yeah, they did change it up. Yeah, big time. Uh we uh, have the, the great immortal. Yeah. Immortal Raul Julia as mm -hmm. Bison. And this was his last movie. I know that. Did I he die that on set? No, he died after, didn't he? I think he died after. Um, like almost immediately after, too, if I remember. Like, yeah, probably like after the, like they showed the uh, the final cut. Like, hey, here's how it looks. Like, mm. he's like, I'm done. Yep, no, this. He, he was um, Gomez just before this. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, uh, the guy from Overdrawn on Memory Bank. Damn it, you beat me to it. If you guys haven't seen that, watch that. That's a great one. That's a mystery science theater one. Mm -hmm. um, he was amazing. He was amazing. Um, Ming Na Wen, who I love and think she's gorgeous, a very, very young Ming Na Wen as Chun Li. Oh, yeah. Was she the voice of Mulan? Yep. She was also the voice of Mulan, Fennec Shand, and Mandalorian, um, Agent May, Melinda May. And Agents of Shield. Um, what else she did? Aki Ross, I think. In, what was it? Final Fantasy: Spirits Within. That was a terrible one. We'll get to that. That was one I always wanted to watch and never did start it. So you're saying you're not? Don't worry about it. it. Okay. Yeah, you're not missing it. Let's see, we have um, Damien Chapa as Ken. In a, hey, what was that? Is that not right? Damien Chapa. Get to the what? Damien. Get, 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 get to, to the, the Damien. Damien. Get to the Damien. <laughs> get to the Chapa. Um, this, this, I really don't remember him from anything else. I, I'm looking up his stuff right now. Well, look up the movies. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Not the. All right. Uh, he did. Looks like. Of course, he was in Melrose Place. <laughs> Who wasn't at the time? Allison, I miss you. Mm, I'm not really seeing he did like nothing memorable. No, a couple of years later he was like in one episode of Married with Children. Yeah, he didn't really do. He, no. He's in a couple things now. But... He's got some stuff coming up. It's probably yeah. yeah, 4D. I bet that's okay. Devil's Ring. Uh, Basically nothing big. Illuminati. Um, okay, so yeah. Here's one that I did not know. 
Tammy. Oh, you must have got that out of your head. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I can't even finish that because that was a good one. You got me with that one. You have to now. I'm not even. Gonna let you I'm not. I'm not saving you. No. Um. But yeah, Kylie Minogue. Who I love. I think she's fine. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that was Cammy. Um, she looks good in the cami outfit. <laughs> okay, so who was next? Um, oh, who who played Sagat? Um, the other scroll like way down. Is he not? Yeah, Dalsam, Zangief. There's, I mean, they had a good cast. It's just oh, here we go. A lot of people. I knew that's I who know. was Sagat. Wes Studi was Sagat. Was Sagat. Wes Studi was? Yeah. The Native American? From Oklahoma, actor? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he plays Sagat. Really? Yep. Okay, let me look at that. It's right there on the main IMDB page when you look at, like, the uh, the photos. It's like the third photo over to the right. They had Greg Rainwater as T-Hawk. At least they got a Native American in there. They didn't yeah. watch it. It is West Studi. Mm-hmm. Huh. The amazing West Studi. I said we they like had West a solid freaking cast. They really did. Who played I Know Him? Um, the guy who played E Honda. I want to say that that is oh, peanut, butter, to... peanut Butter Pancakes from um, 50 First Dates. The oh. cook. You're you're gonna have to take that name. I, uh, I don't I'll, think I can. I'll, I'll butcher it. Peter, his middle name's Navy. Yeah. Tuas Tuasopio. I wanna say he was in fifty first dates. I'm looking. I don't see him in there. I think he's Hawaiian. If he's the guy I think I'm pretty sure he's, he's Hawaiian. He was in basketball. Yeah. No, yeah, maybe he wasn't. He was one of the sumos in Austin Powers Gold Member. He was in Batman Fitting. Robin. Nothing big. No, apparently he wasn't in Fifty First Dates. Nothing big, but he was a big fella. <clears throat> he's still alive. I don't want to say that. And then he's like, and he's listening. And yeah. well, I think well, like he no, just passed, passed away or something. Like I don't think it'll, it'll. Uh, I don't think it'll get to him. You, he's not listening to this. Okay. His middle name is Navy. Yeah, isn't that awesome? But anyways, so the Street Fighter movie was nothing like I think we got a Hadouken at the end. I think if I we remember did. right. There wasn't a whole lot of special powers. No. So it was not like the video games at all. But it was still it was enjoyable. It's really sad that not my the favorite, Hoslin was wasn't enjoyable. all stretchy. That's what I was was hoping for. Yep. Oh, yep. did you see who plays him though? Uh Dawson. That was Roshan Seth. Yeah. Why no. do I know him? He was uh Gandhi. Oh! He was in Gandhi. That was Charter Lal in um Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. He's still alive, isn't he? Born in forty two, he might be. See full bio. Born. Well, we don't have a death on her. Yeah, he's still going. Good. So yeah, they had some like and not you know, they weren't all like big, big names, but they're a lot of well, recognizable. Julia was. 
Oh yeah. Well, yeah. John Claude was. But yeah, it was. I don't know. It was for what it was. I liked it. From from our list of video game movies, probably the most stacked cast. I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, fight the me guy on that who, one Discord. Fight him. The guy who played um, uh, Zangief. That is yeah. Andrew Bernarski. Yep. He was Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the 2003 um, remake. Oh, well, he was a big guy. Yeah, he's a huge dude. Yeah, he's a bad guy, but he's not bad guy. He's not bad guy, but yeah. So but he, was, he was a bad guy. In... <laughs> he was a very bad guy. But for what it was, I enjoyed it. Arlog was played by Grand Bush. You know what? We're going to leave that there. No, no, we're not, because there's more. He's played by Grand Bush. Grand Bush was also in Die Hard and played Little Johnson, according to this. So Little Johnson was played by Grand Bush. (laughs) So the Bush, so the Johnson's always playing in the Bush? Well, the Johnson got played by the Bush, so. Well, in that, the story of our lives. Such is the story of our, yeah. And that's how now you know the rest of the story. The more you know. <laughs> We're we, need the, stupid. we need the thing. So we have that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, next on the list is from August 18th, 1995. So now we're almost a full year later. Um, Street Fighter was December 23rd, two days before Christmas. Oh, let me mention this too. Super Mario Brothers grossed $38 million. Okay. Okay. Double Dragon, four million. Oh, that's what they get. Street Fighter, ninety-nine million. So they made some monies. They made some monies. Okay, next one on the list is Mortal Kombat the movie. Yep. I actually loved this. <laughs> God, I loved it. I have really good. This was the first one I saw in theaters. I like, have good I, memories on this one. I do too. I loved it because. It followed the video game a lot. Yeah. Um, and and more importantly, we had the Highlander as Raiden. Yeah. Oh. Christopher Lambert was Raiden. Does Christopher Lambert, just him being in this, does that trump having Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia in Street Fighter? Oh, 100%. Okay. I'm not even going to argue Christopher that. Christopher Lambert. Because, you know, he was, here he was, he was born to be king. Hmm? He was <laughs> immortal. No man can be his equal. To be fair, that was from the TV show with the other Highlander. But still, that was clever. You're welcome. See, that's really um, your only big nail. Nope, shoe. Nope. You had, um, at the time, you had uh, Carrie Kagawa, isn't that? He he is oh, one of those yes. actors who's been in everything. You may not know he's in it, but he's been in everything. Um, uh-huh. He's also in uh, another oh, video game movie. Yeah. Um, he has. We'll get to that, too. We have, um, he was there. He played Shang Tsung. Mm-hmm. And for years after that, he voiced Shang Tsung in the video game. I did not know that. So he wasn't at least 11 that I can remember. And I want to say there was a couple more. Um, And then he replayed him in Mortal Kombat Legacy, the TV series. Like, there's a bunch. I'm always going to remember him 
as Johnny Tsunami's grandpa in the Disney movies, Johnny Tsunami. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of those actors that he's been in a shit ton, and you may not know him, but you're like, I know his face. His first role was in Big Trouble in Little China. Who was he in that? Was he? He was uncredited. He was an extra, but he was really? Wing Kong Man extra. Um. Well, that's oh, he did a episode in MacGyver. Oh, he was in The Last Emperor, too. I forgot about that. He was Chang. Star Trek, Next Generation. You see what I mean by he's done everything? Alienation, which is a lot great of TV series. Jake and the Fat Man. I love that. Show. He's in the Kickboxer sequel. That's cool. So, yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot Babylon of stuff. Five. Um, he was in that, and then Bridget Wilson was in that at the time, too. Bridget Wilson Sampras, who will forever be Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> this is um, the same year that Billy Madison came out. Oh, so she had them both the same. Oh, she went on to do The Voice, too. So what I remember about this was, so this came out... Billy Madison was, well, I'll tell you, it was, damn it, where is it? February 15th of 1995, right? Mortal Kombat came out August 15th of 1995. So that's why I remembered seeing her because Veronica Vaughn was super hot in Billy Madison. I'm like, it's Miss Vaughn. She's mm -hmm. playing Sonya Blade. I remember that distinctly now. I just, I remember, so I remember going to the theaters to watch this. And she's married to uh, Pete Sampras, if you haven't noticed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, what we got here? 95. So, okay. So we got 12 year old, almost 12 year old me. I was probably 11 going into 12 at the time. Already been playing Mortal Kombat. Probably shouldn't have been at that age, but I've been playing it. Talked my dad and taking us to watch the movie. And, uh, so it came out late 95, August 95. So my youngest brother was just like two or three at the time. And I just remember going and watching that. And then the Goro like reveal, you know, when he yes. comes out and he's just like, yes. and arm and an arm and arm and arm are out. Very puppety looking by today's very, standards. Very puppety looking. But when he did the roar, the full roar, my baby brother was sitting over in a chair down from my dad and my other brother, and I remember him yelling back at him, just going, <laughs> in the theater, yelling back at Goro. So yeah. it, it was scary. Like, it was cool how they brought it to life, because Goro was an unlockable character. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just play. No, you had to fight him towards the end of the tournament. You had to fight right. him before he fought Shang Tsung. Um, and then... So the guy who played Robin Shu, the guy who played Liu Kang, I loved him as Liu Kang. I thought yeah. he played a great Liu Kang. He also went on to play in the sequel to this Annihilation, which we'll get to. But he was played Haru's brother in Beverly Hills Ninja. Hmm. So if you didn't remember that. Um, and then another one that... Where is it? Lyndon Ashby that played Johnny Cage, I thought did a great job as Johnny Cage. Yep, I agree. Trevor Goddard uh, played Kano. He w played Mick from oh. Jag. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. 
he's uh, he's always going to be the guy from Jag for me. He was great. Um, he was in Babylon Five. He was one of the guys that started bringing to light mental illness. Um, because he died, he killed himself in two thousand three. Um, mm -hmm. I think he, it was suicide. Oh, um, at, at the height the of his of career, 40. 40. Yeah. God, he was such a. I liked Kano in that movie too. so much. He was great in it, and so there's that one, and then um, Talisa Soto, which she was amazingly hot, and that was Katana. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, you guys can make fun of us all you want, but you know what? Young Chris and Kyle there, and anyone else who played these video games, seeing these costumes, yeah, was awesome for us. It was they did okay. So the costume work on this movie was good. The special effects were for the time really good. Great Goro now, like okay, Goro didn't age terribly terribly well. You go back and re you uh, you rewatch it now, but then look good. The scenes with the ship they were crossing over to fight in the tournament the uh on shang Tsung, that was cool you see like immediately there's you get introduced to you know scorpion and sub-zero like right off the bat you get the only thing i didn't like you didn't get a whole lot of um oh crap i just now went blank and forgot his name they had the metal arms um Jax. Jax. Jax was a minor minor role in there like that was it like he was well, at the very to beginning be fair Jax wasn't in the first mortal Kombat though game that's true and he had his arms yep this time around which i guess so. i've heard they've corrected in the new movie which i haven't watched yet and i know chris hasn't finished yet i haven't finished but so far it, it's pretty cool yep um and like like kyle's saying it's i mean it doesn't have the star power that street fighter had but it was good. It was good for the time. And I will still fight you for it, saying that I still really like this movie. Oh, I'll still go back and watch it once every couple of years just to rewatch it. Because it was this one, I'll go back and rewatch this one. Like, purposefully, purposefully go back and rewatch this one. Street Fighter, if I come across it, I'll watch it. But I will seek out Mortal Kombat to go back and rewatch it. So, Mortal Kombat grossed $124 million. Yep, on a budget of eighteen million. I think they made their money back. They got their money back and then some. Good investment by New Line. Mm-hmm. Who then also did that the... brings us into New Line decides, hey, I want to capitalize on this and expand our character roster. Let's do a great movie called Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, let's, we we shouldn't have. I think that's one of the movies I didn't finish. I started watching it, and then just like, just no. no. They made their money back. They had they a budget. Did. They spent more money on Annihilation than they did making the first one. They spent thirty million making Annihilation. They made fifty-one million. They still made their money. They got their money back, but so Annihilation. Hold on, we're gonna. We'll read you some of the cast from Annihilation. Annihilation. The, how did they spend more money on this? Okay, here's Annihilation. 
I was super excited for Annihilation. I was too. I remember, I think I watched it once. So the first was big mistake was they didn't bring Lambert back as Raiden. Nope. They replaced Sonya. So it was already different cast. So if you're trying to keep the success, you needed to do that. Just keep the cast. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Um, and then I'm trying to get to Brian Thompson was Shao Kahn. I'm always going to remember Brian Thompson. He was in he was in a lot of different movies. What and then TV shows. He's always going to be Eddie Brock. Eddie Fury to me. Um, recently he was in the Orville as Rogan, but he was in, um, they did this old show called, which I want to do a series on for us, uh, maybe even Yorkies, uh, Kindred the Embraced, which was based off of, they just announced they're doing a whole universe. It's going to be movies and television crossing over. That's Vampire of the Masquerade. Kindred the Embrace was based off based off of my, Vampire of the Masquerade okay. through different clans. Werewolf the Apocalypse, Mage, Wraith, and I forget there's something else with bounty hunters. But it's a it's a monster verse. Okay. But they've always been equal opportunity. Like even back in like the 80s, 90s, their books would center around like the female leaders being the leaders or the yeah. strong leaders and stuff like that. So it's a really cool universe. Um, he, I always remember him as Eddie Fury from that. And then he was the judge on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'll remember him from those. Um, they put in Sindel, Shinnok. <clears throat> oh, Motaro. That was terrible. Shiva, Nightwolf. If you remember, Nightwolf was Lightfoot. Lightfoot was a, I think he was a rapper at the time. No, well, Lightfoot was the, uh, was he the Indian from the Indian in the Cupboard? Yeah, he was the Indian yeah. from the Indian in the Cupboard. It's Cherokee, and he's from Tulsa. Yeah. And I want to say, I remember he he did like some music, because K-Hits, before it was K-Hits, they used to play his stuff. Oh, yeah, here we go. I see. Yeah, he uh, started a record label and yeah. did hip-hop tour. Okay, yeah. And Rebel Music. He's in and Call then the he Conqueror. Did, yep. Oh, I loved Call the Conqueror. It's a lot of people hate it. I love that movie. I really, really do. Her name was Gary Paul Davis. They replaced Johnny Cage. Ermac was in it. Like, everything about this movie was just bad. Yeah. And because, and they tried to add in everyone to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Park was in it, though. Basically kept Luke Kane Katana. Yeah. It was original, but... And Shang Tsung. But I, th- but I think I watched it once, and that was it. Do you know who Scorpion's voice was in it? I'm going to look here. Does it not even show? Oh, let me keep scrolling. I do not know. Ed Don't Boone. tell me. I, I want to be surprised. Oh, Boone did his voice. Okay. Yeah. One Ed of the Boone. creators. Ed Boone, who did the creator. Ed Boone, who was also part of the creation of Noob Saibot. Well, that's... Ed Boone and um, Tobias. Yep. Um, John Tobias. Yep. It's their names put together backwards. Yep. But it was, the movie was shit. Like, I I think I've gone back once and rewatched it my entire adult life. I haven't even done that, to be honest. 
I watched it once and I was good. I don't know. It's bad. It's just bad. Like I said, you know, we're going to go through this just to talk to you guys about this because I know a lot of you have seen it. It's just... There's some on here that I didn't even know were made into movies. I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit looking down the list. <laughs> so we're going to... And then we're going to skip onto some of these. We're going to get to some of the good ones, some of the bad ones here, like Wing Commander with Freddie Prince Jr. Mm. I think I watched half of it. I didn't even get... I got through half. I finished the damn movie, but it was off. It was not the Wing Commander games. Um, they made eleven million. I don't even know how they made eleven million. Mm. Um, this is playing off. That was ninety nine. That was playing off Freddie Prince Jr.'s popularity at the time. Next, we have Laura Croft Tomb Raider two thousand money maker. That was the money maker. Why do we call that the money maker? It made two hundred seventy four thousand or million dollars. Mm-hmm. Because we had Angelina Jolie in a skin-tight Laura Croft suit. Yeah. I went yep. and saw it in the theater. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Let's see what their budget was. Budget, $115 million. They made $274 million. Yeah. Tomb Raider wasn't bad. I didn't know what to expect from it because the Tomb Raider... I didn't know how they were going to make a Tomb Raider game or movie, to be honest with you. I mean... It wasn't great. No. Nah. Made the money, though. Yeah. Um, next the, off... The series okay. made some money. I mean, there was... How many movies did they end up doing? One, two... Three that two, I know of. Two... Was there, when was the third one? Uh, they just redid a third oh. one with a different lead. Uh, the, okay. The, they did two with Angelina and Jolie, and one was The Cradle of Life. That was okay. The so, yeah, they made some money there. So... Yeah, they made their money there. And then a year later, we have Resident Evil. Great movie. I loved Resident Evil with Mila Jovovich. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I love her because went... of Fifth Element. Just Lilu. Mm -hmm. Multipass. Multipass. Robin <laughs> Dallas! Um, which Fifth Element's a great movie. Yeah. Um, but it, fun, it was <laughs> fun EGT. In fact, first Blu ray I ever bought was really? Fifth Element. Yep. I think my first Blu-ray was a Bugs Life. Because I loved that movie so much. Like, this movie, I was trying to pick a movie that would look cool mm -hmm. on Blu-ray, and I'm like, this movie will look awesome on Blu-ray. So, that was the first one. First one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, Resident Evil spawned, it It was loosely based on the video games. I mean, it, it, was, a, it was an adaptation. Yeah. And this is, I think, one of those where we say if you kind of stray a little from the source material, but you stay true to the spirit of the game, I think I think they did it right with the first one. I, I haven't watched the whole series. I think I've watched the first two, maybe. You haven't watched all seven? I've seen all seven. Um, yeah. They're in our queue, by the way. Yeah. But it's they're good. I like them. Hmm. I enjoyed them. Um they made those up until when? There's 2012. 2017 was the last one they made. So they had a good run. Yeah. Final chapter was in 2017. That was like the big, the biggest moneymaker for them. How much did they make on that one? Uh, the uh, final chapter, 
and they grossed three hundred and twelve million. Damn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did good on it. I liked it. Yeah. Um. Next, we had Laura Croft, Cradle of Life, that made one hundred fifty-six million. Yep. Um, House of the Dead. Okay, came so came out in two thousand three. The game I'm not familiar no, it's with. So the game I used to play in the arcade all the time. Wait, was that the, that the shooter be... one? Oh, okay. It, it had you. You'd have to pump in like shit tons of quarters because it was Fuck super hard, and you had the little guns, the little uh, re- I think it was revolvers or were the shotguns. I can't remember. Let me see what I remember it looked playing like them in the video arcade. Oh yeah, I did play this. I remember this one now. House of the Dead was a fun game. It's kind of like the, a, dead, the movie sucked balls. It's kind of like in that time crisis style of arcade games, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it it was they were basically the same thing. Okay. Um, and this was directed by I've never pronounced his name by Uwe Boll. Um, he's done a lot. He has done a lot of stuff. Um, we get another Resident Evil Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Then we get Alone, Alone in the Dark. Did I play Alone? That's another you bowl. Uwe, Alone Uwe. in the Dark is? Uh huh. Alone in the Dark is laughable. I love it though. I don't think I watched that one. It wasn't scary at all. It was just funny. I think I may have played the game. Oh, or was it Xbox only? If it was Xbox, Super Nintendo, uh, there was a look here. Oh, Alone in the Dark One is on Steam. I may have to pick that up. Uh, looks like it's on good old games too for like two bucks. And it looks like uh, the first one was like it was made by Atari, it was a PC release, and you had Jack in the Dark, which is. Kyle's Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were all the <laughs> only one I would have probably ever came across would have been like New Nightmare. New Nightmare it was I the don't... first one that got released on cons like a console that I would have had have been PlayStation. And uh, then it looks like they redid Alone in the Dark in two thousand eight for PS two and PS three. And I don't think I ever touched either one of those. Again, mm. Kyle's Friday nights. Yup. Jack in the Dark and. Everything else. And here's one I do know. Go for it. After Alone in the Dark, um, let's see. Which Alone in the Dark was in out? January 2005. October of 2005, Doom came out. Yep. I remember being so excited for this. I did too, because The Rock was in it. The Rock was in it, and it wasn't very Doomy. Not at all. But... If you remember, it was really cool when they did the um, uh, yeah, the first person at the very end. Yep, that was so, awesome. I remember being like, I wasn't angry, I was just disappointed. The like leading through the whole movie, like this is okay, but this isn't the doom I remember. Like they should have like like get Wes Craven to do yep. to direct it. Then you would have had a great doom movie or Sam Raimi or somebody like that. You could have had a great Doom movie, like Doom and you know Evil Dead mashup kind of stuff, because those guys know demons mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And could they didn't. A, could have had a great Doom movie, but no. But that final what was it the final scene, or is like at the towards the end of the third act, 
almost at the end of the movie, um, I do remember like he was just going through busting stuff up and they, they shot it from the view of like, if you were playing a first person shooter game, like you could see the gun out and then they had the sound effects from the game. I mean, doom is such an iconic game period that I don't think this movie did it justice. We're finding that in a lot of these movies. "Mm." We had high hopes and we were disappointed. That goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. There's a disconnect between your movie production studios and the people that made the games and the people that love the games. Like, there's enough out there to talk to that you could have got a lot of these right and they just didn't do it. So we're going to kind of go through there because there's a lot of these. We're not going to go through the rest of them through one by one because I want to get to the good movies, which are later. Um, but like, then we're going to go through like there was Blood Rain. Shit. Silent Hill. I liked Silent Hill. Silent Hill was another one of those that's kind of like in the spirit, I think. It was. Like, it was, but it, was it, close. It, had, it had the nurses and it had triangle head. Mm-hmm. And you had the fog, head. if I remember right. Yeah, you had the yeah, fog. Yeah, you had the fog. So it wasn't bad for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead or Alive DOA. Isn't that a completely... volleyball game? No, well, that's one of them, but it's a fighting game. It was oh, okay. one of the tag games. And you had like Tina Bass and then Bass. The professional wrestlers and like Katomi, all them. It, like I love the game, but it just tried to capitalize on the big boobed anime yeah. girl. So I, I remember. I don't think I ever played anything, but I played maybe a little bit of the volleyball game. I remember it was very boob focused. It was like they put a lot into the physics there. <laughs> they did every jiggle. Mm-hmm. Um, you have yeah. after that Re- Resident Evil Extinction again. I love all the Resident Evil series. I really do. Um, Here was one I didn't know was made. It's next on your list. Postal? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know about it either. I never saw that one. They lost some money on this boy. (laughs) They made $146,000. On a $15 million budget. So we could say that would be a uh, failure. Directed by Ubold. Produced by Ubold. Postal, I remember working at CompUSA and Postal had just come out for Windows 98. Since 2007? Oh, the game. The game. The game. And it was just completely controversial. Yeah. And then they made a movie about it. I played it a little bit. I just remember it was one of those stupid fun games that it was just dumb run and gun shoot and blow stuff up. It is. Do heinous shit. Right. Yeah. Um, next off is Hitman. I liked the Hitman movie. Yeah. It, it was, was actually pretty good. It was actually pretty true to the source material. Well, you had Tim- Timothy Oliphant playing a perfect choice, I think, Agent for the 47. look of Agent 47. Uh, who else was in this? I like Hitman. I did, too. I thought it was it was pretty good, like, what would what was going to be tough with this movie is you're, I think it would draw a lot of like James Bond type comparisons, mm-hmm. um, and that's hard to do well. You know, I, I, agree. I mean, he's totally uh, you know he's not he's not a James Bond character, but there's a lot of um, 
inspiration, I think, in the Hitman character from James Bond, just with the, the gadgetry and the, the way he does things now. You know, a totally different type of character, but right. Well, same vein. Forty-seven's a he's a hitman. He's an assassin. Yeah, and Bond's the spy. Yeah. So, but it was good. Um, next up, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale with Jason Statham. 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 It was awful. It was awful. Not memorable. No. Okay. Far Cry. Not I didn't memorable. even know this was a. I didn't even know this was a movie, and I love the Far, Far Cry, Cry games. Yeah. Oh, the movie was awful. So you watched? You've seen the movie? You contributed yeah. to that seven hundred forty-three thousand dollar. I did. Let me see if you. Yep, you both tied to this. <laughs> yep. So I think we're starting to see a theme here. Which yep. you know what? I give him mad props for bringing all these video games to life. Mm-hmm. They keep signing him up. Like he had some good ones. He did have some good ones, but but this one he had a budget of thirty million and box office seven hundred forty-three thousand. Somebody not, keeps hiring him. Uh, not us. Mm. Then you had Max Payne. Love the video games, yep. and this is the one with Marky Mark. Oh yeah, it was not. They made money. They made money. They made about fifty million. Then it just wasn't good. They tried to next follow up on the success of Street Fighter with Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. I never watched it. I remember when it came out. Um, was it a, was this a direct-to-video? No, it was, it was in theaters. It was in theaters. It sounds like it should be a direct-to-video, though. It does. Just with that title, New Bowl is not tied to this one. Nope, they lost, they lost money on this one, so. Pretty that. much for the next, like, 10 years here, they're going to lose some money. Um... Yeah. Tekken. Awful. Let's see if he was tied to this. I'm not looking ahead at time. Uh, nope. 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 U-Bowl is not know. tied to this one. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's they, exactly who I think of when I want a, a Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Jake Gyllenhaal. But apparently uh, other people did too because it made $336 million. You know, that's fine. Yeah, the, oh, this was an expensive movie. How much was it? Two hundred million. Two hundred million dollar budget. You know what? They still made a uh, three hundred. They they cleared their money. Thirty six million dollars more distributed so by Walt Disney. Yep, it's a Bruckheimer film. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. Um. Then we had two Resident Evils. We had Af Afterlife in twenty ten, and then Retribution twenty twelve. We've mm -hmm. already talked about how we like those. Need for Speed. Hope you skipped over a Silent Hill revelation. Oh, did I? Oh, I did. I did. I did. I did. I, did. I liked. I like the Silent Hill movies. I really do. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, and I keep talking. About, okay, so I keep talking about budget versus um, box office. You know, and I, you're hearing me say like, oh, they made money, they lost money. That's not a, a measure of a good film. I'm just looking at that from a business standpoint. Of like, did they? Was this a good thing for them to do? business-wise some of these probably lost money and you might like them you might like the movies hey so be it so be it whatever i'm just whatever. looking if they were successful or not yep that's all we're looking at um next was need for speed i didn't even know that was made into a movie how did i miss was, that it was not i played some of these were they okay so and you know who starred in it right aaron paul uh-huh it was so bad 
So this came out in 2014. So how close was that close to Breaking Bad time? I think it was right in the middle of Breaking Bad time. Okay, so they they snatched him up for that. And um, I might be wrong. They made. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. And they cleared well on this one. I mean, six million dollar budget, two hundred three million dollar box office. It did well. Just not a good movie. Mm -mm. Also distributed by Disney. You know. Yep. Since there. Next was Hitman Agent 47. Did not like it compared to the first one. Let's see here. If it was uh, just a second here. Okay, so it was um, let's see. They grossed 82 million. Why can't I pull up the? Oh, there we go. Did they have a different? Yeah, we had a different. Um, Agent 47 in this one. Yep. They did have Zachary Quinto in. And they made a little bit of money. I don't think they I did because the first one looks like. Now, 82 million. Now. Now we're now. on the... Now when we're starting to get it down from here. This is when I think studios started to take a real interest in stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. So we have Warcraft. Released June 10th of 2016. I loved that movie. I like the movie. I'm not. I, I'm not a WoW player at all. I've tried. Um, I played old school Warcraft, like Warcraft three, mm -hmm. the real time strategy side. Um, but for just as a movie, I like the movie. I'll probably catch some flag for that because I don't, it made I like a lot of money, but I don't think it was very well received. I I remember hearing a lot of grumbling about this movie. So the movie came out at the exact same time. Uh, what was that? Uh, that was Warcraft 2016. This is when Preacher started on TV too. Okay. And I think it was. I think it was the same time. I remember. But so the two leads in Warcraft. Um, one of them played Howard Stark. Okay. And then the girl played Tulip in Preacher. Pulling up the IMDb on here right now. Should be around the same time period. Yeah. But that's how I remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was 2016. I'm like, oh, they're in this. They're really busy. Mm -hmm. I liked World Warcraft. I thought it was great. It did phenomenal in China. Huge numbers in China. But I don't know it was a good movie. Yeah, I thought it was faithful. Made. Did you already say how much it made? Four hundred thirty-nine million dollars. So they, sorry, I had a little small child interrupt us there. Um, yeah, did well. They like did very well. Let's see what their budget was. So they had a hundred and sixty million dollar budget, made four hundred and thirty nine million dollars. They did well, it, but you know. So we're looking at you know this is something we haven't really talked about. We got a list here with the uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating. It got a twenty eight percent. Like it wasn't. It didn't critically was not well received. It's a fun movie though. It is. It's just fun. Fight us. I liked it. <laughs> um, next up was Assassin's Creed with Fastbender. 
I didn't see it. I think I watched it once. I didn't have any desire to see it. It, to me, I, I didn't have faith in it that it was going to do well, which I only played like the first two or three Assassin's Creed's. Um, right. And then it just got to be where there was like a game every year. And like, I can't keep up. Mm-mm. Like, the, I think that's one of those runs where you have to be like dedicated to that series. Yep. And I, I wasn't, and I was behind. I'm like, you know what? I, I just can't. And, you know, it was just like uh, Uncharted. You know, I got behind on Uncharted, and, like, I can't catch up on can't all those now. No. And so I, then I gave up because I didn't want to pick up into the series, you know, seven games later, uh, no matter how awesome I heard some of those works. I'm I'm always thinking in the back of my head how the first two were, like, there's going to be, like, a long-running story here, and I'm going to be behind, and just screw it, I'm out. So. But it did fairly well. 240 million. 240 million on a 125 million dollar budget. So it made oh, its money. It made its money. So if you guys haven't, and girls, if you haven't figured out, video game movies will typically at least make their money back. If they're done half ass right. If they're done half ass like, right. They don't even have to do them really well. No. Make the, they just have to not suck um, hard. They can and suck we're gonna, and still make their money back. We're going to get to one that sucked really bad. Okay. Um, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter is next, three hundred twelve million. Mm-hmm. The new Tomb Raider from twenty eighteen, two hundred seventy four million. Who was our new Tomb Raider? Because I didn't watch this one. I didn't watch it either. Uh, Alicia Vikander. Yes. Sure. They made some money back on that. I don't see our our guy tied to that one. So okay. <laughs> Yui. Yeah. Yui. Um. Next is Rampage. I Ram- loved Rampage. Now, I guarantee you this is a, a video game movie that a huge portion of the people that watched it did not know it was a video game movie. Yeah, I agree. It made $428 million. Had The Rock in it. On a $140 million budget. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I just thought it was a fun movie. George yeah, and Lizzie. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson, Naomi Harris, Joe Manganiello. Ah, I knew I was going. I butchered every time I try to say. All seed. Name. Yeah. All Jeffrey seed. Dean Morgan was in it. Like you had a good, arguably, cast. arguably a more solid cast than you had on Street Fighter. Probably definitely so, a more solid cast than you had on Street Fighter. This is about the time that Hollywood's really started consulting mm-hmm. with. Um, the video game companies. And this is one. Now, this is what's weird. So some of these games previous, like, had great stories to build off of. Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Um, there was a Far Cry game somewhere in there that Far Cry has great stories. Uh, Doom could have had a great story behind it. Um, but it didn't. But it didn't. And then you have Rampage. The game was not that you were two giant things busting up cities, a little side-scroller type action where you climb buildings and you punch things and you ate people and you're trying to free your other Titan friend at the end of the game. Like, these were what, Super Nintendo, Nintendo-era games mm-hmm. with zero story, and the damn thing makes $428 million. Because it was good. They wrote a good story. Yeah. This is one of those where they... They 
I mean, Midway probably. New Line produced it. Um, it was a Midway game originally, I believe. Yep, it was. So, yeah. I loved playing this in the arcade. I really did. Oh, it was a blast. Me and my kids still play it today. Like, this is one of the games that he always wants to play is Rampage. We've, we haven't beat it. We haven't got far enough to, uh, you know, unlock the additional characters because he keeps beating me up before we get to it. Like, he gets frustrated and starts punching my character. But, yeah. Yeah, why not? How do you get... Okay, I, never, I don't understand it. It is what it is. But whatever. So next off was May 3rd, 2019 was Dead Trigger. Never saw it. Had Dolphin in it, though. Oh, it did. I may have to watch it now. It made a hundred and fifty-one thousand dollars. The wiki for it is two paragraphs. <laughs> and here, I'll read the plot to you. Oh, let's hear I it. may want to watch it. This looks like one of those movies that's going to be so bad that I'll have to watch it. After failing to stop a oh hold on. <clears throat> after failing to stop a virus turning people into bloodthirsty zombies, the government develops a video game to recruit the most talented players to combat the real life horde, led by Captain Kyle Walker. Okay, yeah, I'll have to watch this. Uh, the team must fight through an army of the undead to locate a group of scientists and may have develop a cure for the virus. Kyle fights off the zombies using white monsters and drywall patch. No, I added that at the end. <laughs> but, yeah, let's got Dolph. It's got Dolph in it, but I'm not going to see it, probably. Uh, I may have to look this up. All right. We're okay. coming to the end. We're coming to the end. And then, like I said, we're just talking about the live action. We're not really talking about the animated ones. This no, go we'll go forever on those. Yeah. Detective Pikachu, which, when that came out, was probably my favorite video game movie to date. I loved that movie. Like, they did everything right with it. They did the Pokemon justice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just good. You had Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. It was just a good movie. At this stage in time, if you get Ryan Reynolds in anything, it's going to be gold. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what did you think about Detective Pikachu? I liked it. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, it was not too... I don't want to say juvenile because I don't want to sound like one of those guys. Right. But it, it 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 wasn't brought it wasn't brought down to the the younger. It didn't childhood. dumb it down. It didn't dumb it down. Right. Um, it was a big sway from your uh, from the traditional you know Pokemon TV series shows that were very you know extra lighthearted and cartoony and stuff like, but it didn't go so far the other direction you know like a a dark pikachu movie would have been awesome it didn't take itself seriously yeah yeah i think this one was done right i agree uh it made 433 million dollars million dollars on million. a 150 million dollar budget so by i think today's standards it's an average budget for a big box office movie which they did seeing. pre, um, they did light a um, sequel movie. Cool. Next, Sonic the Hedgehog. I've started After, watching this so many times. I love Sonic. I I think it's at that point, you know, Sonic was the best video game movie there was. It was just Jim Carrey was great as Robotnik. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he, was it Middle Ditch? No, Schwartz. Um, Schwartz. Schwartz. He was. He was. Um, Sonic. But it was just a great movie, and we caught a glimpse of Tails at the end. Um, there's a new Sonic movie coming with Knuckles has already been confirmed in it. Uh, he'll show us the way. He will show us the way. Um, it was a great movie. I loved Sonic. Financially, I mean, it's success. They spent, they're showing like 85 to 90 million to make it. Box office, 319. That's not counting. Okay, well, some of these were, they were like close to even. There's home video sales and things like mm-hmm. that that will make that number even higher. This is just box office. This is just in the theaters. So we'd have to dig a little bit deeper than I feel like doing to find out right how much money they actually made. But and of course, you know, Sonic disc with the merchandising and stuff like that. Like my kid has, you know, Sonic shirts and underwear and shit like that. And his cousin is obsessed with Sonic. So they made they made good off of this. But what gets me with how how Jim Carrey looks in this movie. Every time I see him, all I can think of is Dr. Disrespect. Like, that's that look. And Right there. Yeah, I'm sure some of you guys are probably familiar with him. He's streaming on YouTube now. He used to be a big Twitch streamer. There's a lot of stuff there. But that's the look. That's that's what I think. And I know he hates hearing that. So, you know, I'm sorry. I know he listens. <laughs> uh, so... Then our next one, which I want to, I want to watch this one. This is a movie from a game that I haven't played. I've heard a lot about, um, which is Monster Hunter. I, I, I watched it. I liked it. I want to watch it because it, it, you got a good cast. Of course, you got Melee in there, which of course that makes me want to watch it. Um, technically a box. Okay. This one we'll probably have to put an asterisk, asterisk, asterisk there. Uh, budget of sixty million, box office of forty million. This was released, um, actually in December. When was it released in the U.S.? December eighteenth, twenty twenty. So, right in the middle of the pandemic. Terrible time for box office numbers, I would think. It looks like a cool movie. I never, did you was... play any of the games? Yeah, I love Monster Hunter. It was a good movie. Like, it, it was good for what it was. Okay. I wasn't expecting a lot from it. And it, you know, this is when the theaters started um, just barely reopening. Yeah. So, it, I don't know, it was a good movie because it, it was loosely laced on the... Laced? Loosely based off of Monster Hunter, the video game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was, um, it had some of the aspects. So it was just a fun movie. Okay. If you take it for what it is, you don't go expecting a good movie. May have to watch it. Just, it looked like the it's cinematics and the special effects and stuff looked like it would be good to watch. It's pretty. It's, it's a pretty game. It's it a pretty, pretty movie. So, um, and now we get to the newest big boy out there. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. 2021 Mortal Kombat. Again, Kyle and I, Kyle hasn't started it. I haven't finished it. So, but from what I've seen so far, I like it. Kano steals the show in it. That's what I've heard. They've already made their money back. 
had a budget. How much 50, was it? Okay, so their budget was fifty-five million to make this. Uh, box office to date is sixty-six point nine. So financially, it was a success. Um, I believe was this created by this wasn't a U.S. Uh, studio was it? Who did this? Cinematography, edited production. No, well, New Line. Atomic Monster Productions. I want to look at this. And they're based out of the U.S. For some reason, when I first... Okay, I know what it is now. When I first saw this, I thought it was a Russian film. Right. Because the Russian trailer leaked early. Oh, I can see that. This was super hush-hush for a long time. I didn't. I don't. I didn't remember hearing anything about it until about a month ago. It's been in development hell. It's been in development hell. But then, like the the trailer leaked, and which I haven't been following it, but I figured something would have popped up in the last several years. Like, oh, it's still going for this, but then it's like that trailer hit out of nowhere and went viral, and then the demand for the movie went through the roof. Like it's all right. anybody's been talking about for the last couple of weeks. I may have to watch it after we get done with this. Hopefully it starts yeah, raining so I can't mow my I'm, yard and I'll watch this. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it right now. But then we have Werewolves Within coming up. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, Uncharted, that's the one. I'm excited about that one. That's the one with Tom Holland in it. Uncharted? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go back a couple. Raccoon City, that's a total reboot, right? Yep, yep. That's supposed to be a little bit more true to the games. Yes, and I don't know if this is going to be live action or not, though. Oh. Um, yeah, it's it's supposed to be bring us back because it's you're supposed to have um, all your classic characters there. Ada Wong's supposed to be in it, uh, Claire, Chris, Jill, um, Wesker. So it's supposed to be like true to the true true to the game. Going to this uh, upcoming video game movies list. You go there, um, and I'll go on this. Uh, the new Sonic next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Borderlands. I am yep. excited about that one. Kevin Hart, Jack Black is playing Claptrap. Eli Roth is directing that. Which, if someone doesn't flay their skin off or eat someone oh, else, I'm going to be disappointed. This is going to be so good. I mean, because you have Eli Roth who did Cabin Fever, which I freaking love that movie. Glorious Bastards, did Grindhouse, did Hostel, so that kind of gritty style. He should have done Doom. Green they redo Doom, get Eli Roth on there. Yep. Um, uh, Crossfire film, I don't know about that one. Detective Pikachu sequel, Five Nights at Freddy's. That could go one of two ways. Well, they got beat to their own game here. By Nicolas Cage. By Nicolas Cage. And what was the na- what's the name of that movie? I don't know. I still kind of want to see that. I've heard it's good for what it is. It's one of those that it's not just going to blow you out of the water with, you know, a deep story. It's good if you go in expecting what it is. Uh Uh-huh. There's a Um, lot on here. Okay, there's the Mortal Kombat. Gears of War. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Just Cause. Just, wait, a Just Dance film? No! Fruit Ninja, what? No! Okay, so there's some of these that are announced, and there's some that are... So I think... Okay, so Borderlands is filming. Asteroids is announced. Assassin's Creed 2 is announced. Ultra Beast. 
Alter's Beast, that could be interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to see stuff that's either filming or in pre-production. The Division is in pre-production. This could be okay. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it, of course. I can see him playing that role. So if you Better. did you ever play The Division? No. I've heard yeah. it's good, though. Could be a good one. It's it's very relevant because... Tom the, Clancy, isn't it? Yeah. So it's Tom. So it'll essentially be a Tom Clancy movie that's based off a Tom Clancy video game, which, you know, what, Tom Clancy's been dead for, what, how many years now? Whatever. They keep the stuff going. Um, But The Division was uh, based on, like, New York being on lockdown after, a, like, a uh, strain of smallpox. Right breakout so fairly topical um i mean there's some good ones coming up some not so good ones five nights is in pre-production trying to see anything else that's not just announced oh spy hunter announced i used to play shit out spy hunter i did too what's this yeah what's this movie gonna be about it's just gonna keep going oh i got the oil slick uh-huh Ooh, this will get you excited. It's not... There's nothing here other than announced for Shinobi. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be fun. Now, if they did a Ninja Gaiden movie, that'd be Oh, awesome. my God, that'd be so good. That would be awesome. That but, that game had a decent story to it. I think. It had a great story to it. I never could beat the damn thing. But they were hard. They were stupid hard. They and to this day, they're still beginning. stupid hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, roller coaster tycoon. There you go. No. There is a pre production for a Minecraft movie. Not saying if it's. Yeah, I saw that and I'm not. I don't even know what to think about that one. Uh, Metal Gear Solid announced. Metro announced. Mass Effect announced. Mass Effect? Yeah. Ooh, I love Mass Effect. Commander Shepard, a military hero, embarks upon an epic galaxy wide journey oh, with his team. Shepherd. To track down and bring infamous Saren Arterius to justice facing insurmountable odds and lethal enemies along the way. I'm looking Ooh. up this movie he- who's in it. Heavy rain. It's just announced. There's not there's not anything Damn else it. tied to it. Um Damn. all these are just like announced, announced, announced. With so unless there's somebody tied to it. And there's a ghost recon that's announced that has some people t- this can't be right. Ghost Recon, okay. Feature film based on the popular video game centering on a squad of U.S. Army Special Forces soldiers with state-of-the-art weapons stars Gregory Sannon and Derek Cappuccino Brown. That's... Wait, his name's Cappuccino? Derek Cappuccino Brown. Make sure this is the right type of movie that we think it's going to be. That sounds like a different kind of movie name. (laughs) With Derek Cappuccino Brown. Mm-hmm. I heard you need your ghost recon. <laughs> what? Help me, step ghost. Help me, step ghost. So that's all I'm seeing right now. I mean, as you can see, there's there's good ones, there's bad ones, there's some in between. Borderlands is filming though, so that's one that is one that'll happen. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be good. Kate Blanchett's in it. There's some big Jack names Black that has to is doing the voice of Claptrap. Yeah, I said that already. I'm sorry I was sidetracked by reading other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, we don't listen to you. Calling it but now. Anyway. 
calling it now. That movie is going to make four hundred fifty million in the box office. Okay, I I I'll will go it. with you. I'm not going to argue that one at all. One because Jack Black's in it. That's going to draw a ton of people, regardless. Jack Black, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, and then the rest of the are regular Borderlands people that just want to see that story told. Yeah, it's so, a great story. I think a good way for us to kind of bring all this together towards the end. What is one that you would like? What's a game that you'd like to be see, like to see be made into a movie? Oh shit! That's tough. Put me you on get, the spot like that. You get so, one. Like, you get one because I could say like Baldur's Gate. Um, I'll give you two if you want two. Okay, I'm I'm in, I'm in between two right now. Okay, what are your two? We'll go with that. Something from the Monkey Island series, I think, would be hilarious. Okay. You could do something good with that. Or, um, that, you know, that at Dead of Night game I've been playing? Mm hmm. With the Jimmy and she's searching the hotel and stuff. Yeah. And she's the psychic. I think that could be a good one, too. Do you think that's one that would take off? Because it's not a very well-known game. It's not, but I think it, because the story is so good, I think that they could really do a lot with that. Or I could have said something like, you know. I'm taking the easy route, so. Yeah, do your uh, Bioshock. Oh. That would be a great one. To do the entire Bioshock story? Just the first one, starting off. Well, to start off, but you got to tell the whole story. I mean, you have to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bioshock. Because there's always a man in a lighthouse and whatever all that other stuff is. So. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. That's one that could be like a a long-running one if they wanted to do it and not screw it up. I'm saying Monkey Island just because it's a great series. The writing's always been good on it. Yeah. And Bioshock. What are your two? I've always wanted a Fallout movie. Always wanted a Fallout movie. Yeah. Um. And, you know, sticking with that, because you know, there's so many stories in Fallout, right? Like, there's a ton of stuff to pick from. That So you could technically say anything and just say, yeah, no, it's part of Fallout. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to work with. they got a lot of freedom. <clears throat> and it'd be easy to throw little nods in there for the fans. Um, I wanted to say an Elder Scrolls movie, mm-hmm. but... That's one that could, that would have to take a lot of care to do right because that's another one that has so much lore behind it that I haven't even got into. You know, there's like books upon books inside the game about lore of the 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 universe that it's in that I didn't even take time to read all of those. Right. I was going to do that one time. I was like, I'm just going to create a library and I'm just going to sit in and my little didn't. place in Skyrim and read those or read the ones and. You know, I mean, I even re-downloaded the original Daggerfall and got some stuff to make it work right. It never did work right because I want to go through that again because that's one of my first PC games ever was right. Daggerfall. And um, there's a lot of lore there. There's the, I mean, that could, the whole Elder Scrolls thing could make a great story, and they wouldn't even have to do anything. They wouldn't have to do the the Oblivion storyline or the Skyrim storyline or the Mor- Morrowind storyline. They could just do something from there because those games span eras. 
Right. So there's a lot of potential there if somebody would just want to pick it up and do it. I'll go with that. Um, mm -hmm. So what are you watching or reading this week? Okay, so um, I'll tie – can I do my watching and what I learned back-to-back? -back? Yeah. You find that because I want – they, they tie in together. One of the things I'm watching is Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Which I want to see. It's really, really good. Um, the cinematography on it's pretty good. Like, it's, you've kind of picked up the way I talk about things. Like, I really pay attention to that. And it's not the best. It, it gives me a really, there's some moments that gives me a really big, like, BBC production feel to right. it. Best way I can describe that. There's some moments that are freaking awesome. But the story has gotten really good in it. When it first kicked off, I was thinking this is going to be that, you know, young adult book, because it's based off some books, uh, you know, take on <clears throat> how you, the, the love triangle shit that you see from like um, Twilight and from Hunger Games. And, you know, it's focused on the female character, female right. lead, and her longtime love of her life. And all oh, this new dark, mysterious guy is, inter is introduced in it. It does. You see that early on, like it telegraphs it pretty hard. But the setting that it's in is kind of a like a late 18th century, early. Yeah, is it steampunkish? No, I thought it was going to be, but not really. It's more like how do they describe it? more like Bolshevik era, like heavily Russian inspired, but um you know, fantasy land kind of, it's, it's cool to watch. Okay. It's, it's kind of gray and gritty and in my style of stuff. So oh. highly, highly recommend that <clears throat> something else I watched this week, which ties into something I learned. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called sea spiracy. So sea conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was a guy that's a, uh, was a like environmental activist type guy that was really big on the ocean grew up watching Jacques Cousteau and David Attenborough films, things like that, that he was wanting to set out to, you know, help save the oceans, save the oceans. That's the big thing. And, uh, you know, he went from everything from, you know, picking up trash on the beaches to starting to track down and like covertly film whaling operations in Japan because Japan recently reallowed whaling. Right. And I'm talking about trash pickup and things like that. And what he found out through his journey on this is whaling has a minimal impact on the ocean's ecosystem. It has an impact, but not a major impact. Some of the illegal fishing and the shark finning stuff in Japan uh, for shark fin soup and stuff mm -hmm. has a impact, but it doesn't have a major impact. They're just like the hot topic things that, that really grab people's attention. Right. Um the a major source of the pollution in the oceans is actually fishing nets and fishing gear that most of the life the ocean life that gets lost is actually from by bycatch really species that were not meant to be caught that get caught up in the nets and don't survive like they don't right they pull out of the water right. they're done so he did a lot of money tracking and like you see the labels on your tuna fish and stuff that say you know Dolphin safe and all that, right? The money behind the corporation, the the groups that 
release those labels and do the testing, quote unquote, to say that it's dolphin safe, it really don't have people on the boats checking those. There's no way to police it. There's no way to accurately depict that. And huh. those organizations are owned and ran by Unilever, which is which owns some of the largest tuna fish fisheries and other fisheries in the world. And so you have a huge conflict of interest. Of course, they're going to say their stuff's tuna safe. And then they turn around and they make money by allowing people to put that on their on there. tables. So it's... Oh, wow. Yeah. You've learned quite a bit then. I ha- It's an hour and a half documentary. Watch it. You know, I'm not a big, you know, shout it from the rooftops environmentalist type person. But, you know, I believe in trying to do what you can to keep things right. And, and um, there's just some things that seem too obvious to take care of you know what i mean like there's something bigger going on and we just we we pay attention to the things that are are uh flashy and outlandish and that really get our attention now you see dead whale bodies on the beach that's going to get your attention right. I mean, what one one thing they found out through the mm-hmm. research and they're talking with he's talking with you know high level professors and things is the the big exxon spill in the gulf several years ago the uh what was it the horizon uh Crap, Exxon Valdez. No, no, Valdez. No, no, no. The deep is a deep water or uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. the rig that had the massive leak and took him nine months to clean up. Right. So, and they talk about the amount of uh, aquatic wildlife that was lost as directly as a result of the oil spill. The fish populations actually increased dramatically in that time frame because that area was cordoned off; they couldn't fish it. And it was being overfished, so the, the little micro the little ecosystem there actually thrived because they weren't being overfished. The amount of wildlife that they lost as a result of that spill actually gets lost in that area in about a week's time from overfishing and bycatch. Huh. So, you know, so, what makes stuff that makes the headlines, stuff that doesn't. Well, I feel like crap now because uh, what I learned is nowhere near what Kyle's is. <laughs> well, I had a lapse last week, so I had to make up for <laughs> so, it this week. So what I'm watching is I finally, yes, Arthur, I finally got through episode one of Invincible on Amazon, which is a great show. If you haven't watched it, it's it's really good. It's it's pretty comic accurate too. Um, so if you haven't go watch Invincible, it's a lot of fun. What I learned is that uh, fixing your sound problems and your mics is a pain in the ass. Sometimes it takes two of us. Sometimes it, it takes two. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just, it's frustrating because you know it should, should, should be working and it doesn't. Yeah. We're getting and there then, though. Yeah, we're getting there, and then you know, then you, you know, you pay some money to the Dark Lord, and he comes up and says, "What do you want?" And you say, <laughs> "I want my stuff to work." Well, I know. Be six hundred dollars. I want your soul. See, see, <laughs> that's what he says. <sighs> Whatever. With that, um, I was going to do a nerky, but I've really got to pee after this. In nerd drum. Yeah, nerd drum. Nerd drum. Nerky, we are going to do Nerky this week. Yay! Yay! 
uh, the Bad Batch, and Mr. Coda will be in that with us. Nice. That's um, going to be an interesting perspective. We talked about this. Yep. Um, because you and Coda know Clone Wars inside and out. I've been trying to watch it several times, for, and I hate myself for it because I love Star Wars. But I, I'm having failure to launch and getting into that show, and which is going to put me behind on Bad but it's Batch. Not, yeah, because what Kyle and I talked about was I don't want him to watch it before this. He I want disallowed me. Yeah, I, <laughs> thank you. Well, it's I wanted someone's perspective who knows the Star Wars lore. You shall not watch. Is what he told me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But then it's an outsider's perspective on someone who knows about Star Wars but doesn't know this full story. So I think it's going to make for a great discussion. Coda's going to bust my balls through this whole thing. Coda. Coda is going to bust your balls. <laughs> yes, he's going to break. We are not going to worry about what Coda thinks. <laughs> <sighs> he's going to rake me over the coals. I feel uh, like what are you going to do? Yeah, we 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 hear him. Mm -hmm. So with that, thank you all for listening to us ramble on as usual. We really appreciate you guys. Yep. Um. So with that, um, this has been Every Man's Guide to Nerddom. I'm Chris, and I'm Kyle. And wherever you guys are, you know, have a great day, good day, good night, good evening, whatever it is, and uh, be good to each other. See ya. See ya. Nerd Coke, rise up. It could get elevated. Nerd could rise up. It could get elevated. Nerd core used to be just a made up.